So um, this is a weird thing, isn't it? It's super weird. We're all sitting in the same room looking at each other. It's a good weird. It's really it exciting. A good, it is a good weird. Yeah. It's been a good weird. So we decided we would jump in and like do a podcast. You're going to get a, out of Game of Thrones mode because I know all of you are loving Game of Thrones. <laughs> And get out of that mode and like do do a little weekly because you're here. We have to celebrate the moment that you're here. Yeah, totally. So that's kind of kind of what's going on. So we're gonna do that. Cool. We talk about uh, bringing you around LA. How many days have you been here now? So I got in Tuesday, so it's been about four days. Yeah. Yeah, four days. Is it weird that it seems longer? I'm not saying that like you're a guest. No, because like our days have been like action packed. They have been. Like, we've been doing a lot. I don't even know. Did we... We kind of thought, what are we going to do? We're going to... We had a couple of days mapped out, right? Yeah, we had some things that we wanted to do, but... um, Like, we didn't even get to Pink's or anything like that. We didn't get to Pink's. We didn't get to Musso and Frank's. I mean, there's going to be so many other visits. Yeah. But we did get a lot in. I didn't imagine that we were going to be doing every day was going to be like a 12-hour day of like, here's all (laughs) the shit. Yeah. But we've gotten a lot in. What have we done? We've we've shown you the West Side, a decent mm-hmm. chunk of the West Side. There's so many other parts. If people were in Manhattan Beach, they'd be mad because we didn't get to their town. Yeah, you know, we didn't get to Redondo or any of that stuff. But we did see. Well, I mean, I don't think anybody comes to L.A. to go to Redondo. Oh man, that's some shade. Unless you're a <laughs> surfer or something. Well, the first day we went to we went to Time, which is a really good cafe. Can yeah. I just say? Every meal that I've had here has just been bomb as hell. Has it? It's really been good. Even the slider, even the White Castle sliders. Ian made some amazing spaghetti bolognese. And it's just been great. It's been fun, right? The food here is just fantastic. At so, least yeah. the stuff I've had. We walked to time the first time you were the first day you were here. Ian was working that day. He picked up a gig. And then you and I walked down to Time, little neighborhood cafe, please sponsors. And um just had like some just some basic fare, but that was lovely. And then we decided to hop in the car and we were going to go to the promenade and look at like just for cell phone cases. Yeah. Because you needed a new one. That turned out to be a bust, but we ended up seeing the promenade. And I was like, you know, fronting on the Grove because they ain't shit. <laughs> Promenade's the best, man. The West Side's the best side. West Side's the best side. So then we just, I don't know why, I kind of... Decided to take you up PCH. And we're in May Gray. It's not mm-hmm. how much of the ocean you could actually enjoy. I mean, today was was fantastic when we went to Venice Beach. Yeah. And it was all sunny. Then we did a Hollywood Day. Yeah. And Mulholland. We, Mulholland Valley Day. It, yeah. Yep. Got to see the vistas. What's so trippy is that Ian grew up here. And he's never been across Mulholland like that. Um, so that was the trippiest thing in the world was to like, yeah, I've never driven across Mulholland to drive across Mulholland and that lookout spot. I've never been there. It's pretty, it's pretty dope. I mean, it's, it's overrun because everyone's there like Starline and all the tours are there, but it's a pretty breathtaking view of the city. Yeah. We had a lot of great views yesterday. What's your impression though? Okay, so you've seen you've seen the valley, you've seen the west side, you've seen Hollywood, you've seen today we went to Mid City to the murder house to American Horror Stories Murder House. Yeah, that was really cool. What's up, murder House. That was actually really cool because it was just I mean, I didn't realize how close and exactly its location. It's just, I mean, I drive by that street all the time going down Pico. That's right. Yeah. Just had a big old fence around it. But other than that, it was like just right there. Yeah. It was super cool. Um, my impression, I mean, I pretty much the first day I was like, oh yeah, I couldn't see myself living here. I don't know what it is about this city, but like, I love the vibe. Everything is like beautiful and like, I don't mind the 72 and sunny every day. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) right. I just, I mean, you can't be mad at it, right? You really can't. You really can't. There's just an energy about this place that I really love and I don't feel... I was like on the the plane going here. I was like, am I going to feel like overwhelmed? Like going from like Virginia and we have cities, but we don't have anything like this. So I'm I'm thinking like, am I going to get there and I'm just going to be completely overwhelmed and I feel like I'm not going to see anything because I'm overwhelmed. But like not not at all, not at all. Even when we went to Hollywood and on the craziness there, it was just like this is fucking awesome. It is. I mean, it's a city where 
if you're easy in the city, the city's easy with you. And I feel like you can say that at any city you go yeah. to. I mean, unless they're bombing it or some shit, you know, or like yeah. there's like a natural disaster or some shit. But like, I feel like L.A. is one of those towns that you just get into the rhythm of it and it's it's fine. Yeah. You know, it's also because it's so sprawling and, and other cities that are like this. But I mean, you're in one city and then you cross the street, and you're in another city. It just, right. you know, there's no distance between, the, you know, it's a city of neighborhoods. Yeah. Do you feel the difference the way we feel the difference? Like when we're going from all these different enclaves, do you feel a different energy or does it seem like just. Well, LA? I feel like when I went to Hollywood, the, the dial was turned up to 11 a little bit. Yeah. Um. Only because, not only because, like, a lot of the people there, but I just felt the history yeah. there and thinking, like, oh, my God, a bunch of famous people were standing here. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, a lot of like, ghosts. A lot of ghosts. It'd be hard <laughs> yeah. as shit. A lot of ghosts. Seeing the Walk of Fame. That was awesome. Yeah. Chinese Theater. El Capitan. It was great. Just fucking great. We went to um, an awesome, authentic portuguese restaurant yesterday crazy so that's a huge plus for me if i ever wanted to move out here because i didn't even know it was here i yeah. didn't know yeah. it was here because of you we now have this bomb place to go natas right is that mm-hmm. how you would say that mm-hmm. we uh we went there because i was looking up you were talking about portuguese desserts and i was like well surely in a city like los angeles we would have a portuguese bakery on every corner mm-hmm. but it turns out there's just one real authentic Portuguese restaurant, it feels like, in Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah. Those are few and far in between because, I mean, like, I was telling you the other day, like, um, where we get our stuff, like, back at home, anytime we want any of that stuff is from New Jersey. And sometimes my aunt will go down because she has family there and she'll bring us back some nata, she'll bring some chorizo, some codfish, just kind of like the staples of Portuguese food. Like, basically, you can't get it unless you went to Portugal. Um but now it's great that, that there's this spot here. It's not a store, but like you can like get real authentic food. It's really cool. Yeah. And it's right pa- it's right next to Casa Vega. So if you're in Los Angeles and you're down in the valley, it's on Ventura. I think it's one 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 three three one seven Ventura Boulevard. You guys should go check it out. Please sponsor us. Please sponsor us. Uh, it's amazing. And it's right next to Casa Vega, which we haven't gone into. But on, when as you keep coming back. Mm-hmm. We'll go to Casa Vega. It's dark as shit in there. That's what it's known for. <laughs> you do a lot of blow in the dark. That's probably what it was known for back in the day. Got it. Um, I'll write that down. <laughs> <laughs> places to do blow around LA <laughs> when you uh, build up your formidable coke habit. So, I, I, so, so that's kind of your first blush. And then now as we, we went to Venice today, mm-hmm. and I hot flashed us out of there. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this sucks. But a um, beautiful day because it started out a little bit gray, a little bit hot when you and I walked Haggis. Yeah. And we were like, shit, it's going to be really hot. But when we got there, it turned into one of those typical glorious West Side days. I mean, mm-hmm. it doesn't get any better than that. And that's why people shoot here all the time. Yeah. You know, you understand like now you get it. I think somebody even asked us all to be in a, a Cheez-It commercial. Yeah. Yeah, that was funny because every every couple of blocks you had people handing out like those Cheez-Its and then you're like, and why, why the fuck are they <laughs> handing out? And then like you get to the very end and they're like, oh, you want to be in Cheez-Its commercial? You'll be famous. <laughs> Bitch, I, like, no I already thanks. am in my mind. That's how I enter the industry. I was in a Cheez-It commercial. I was in a cheese and commercial. So it's, I'm pretty serious about my craft. But you also went with us yesterday. We did a gear run. We went to Location Sound oh, in yeah. the Valley. Well, I met, and so met a lot of cool people there. Yeah. That was kind of really cool because that's sort of a place that we go on the regular basis. So you get to sort of see a little bit of that kind of stuff. Right. I got to see all the touristy stuff and I got to see some of the business stuff too. Right. And that's the other thing. It's like, cause we, we haven't really seen any famous people. And that for me is just like, this is really just like another, any other town. And it's just a business. Right. It's a business. You know? Right. And you kind of, you, it's like that's. I mean, even we'll see people out. And I'm like, oh, that's really cool. That's that person. Mm-hmm. But well, like, we you, saw we saw the guy on that bike. The guy, well, the, I didn't. You did. The white guy from the first season of uh, Narcos. Yeah, that's as about as famous as we got. Yeah, <laughs> but the thing with these is like, but after a while, it's it's just it lasts for seconds. You're like, oh, that's cool, and then you're done. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I don't ask for pictures or selfies or talk to people. Like when we saw Frances uh, McDormand the other day in the Apple store, I was like, hey, hey. She gave me a look. I gave her a look. She was appreciative, I think, the fact that I didn't do anything but just raise my eyebrows at her, like, sup. So that was cool. Mm-hmm. You get the little like celebrity, like, I know you know me yeah. and you're being cool with me kind of thing. So you get a little bit more of that because they're just people, 
You know, there's people who are gonna die just like me. And then Monday, we can't really talk, talk about it. You have a little coffee meeting, which I think is, I'm excited about. I'm excited about too. Over in Culver City. Yeah, you'll be fine. Yeah. They're going to love you. So it's been fun. So then what has been your impression of us up close? You've only seen our faces on screens. <laughs> yeah. You can be honest. No, I mean. Am like, I just the worst? No. <laughs> no. I, I mean, like, I didn't feel like an adjustment or anything because i feel like i know you guys pretty well at this point even if we haven't like met in person until now and i just never stop farting just kidding <laughs> the only thing i didn't know about you guys is how you um greet haggis when you come home and that's always <laughs> great <laughs> okay talk about that it's something we're not even really aware of i don't think no it's like we're getting out of the truck and like we've been like we're a little low energy because we've been around town all day and then as soon as the door opens you guys, your guys' voice goes up like two octaves and you start spilling out all these like gibberish names. And I'm just like, <laughs> this is, this is really cute. But like, what are they saying? We're just like, we're letting him know we're home. We're celebrating returning. He has 19,000 nicknames. Yeah. He, because I don't know he's, if you've he's noticed. so he excited to see us. He when is. We get home. It's just like, so it's sort of like, you know, just. You can't but be excited oh, no, I, to yeah, see him. Yeah, I totally get it. Yeah. yeah, I totally get it. And he's a good boy. Haggis is a great boy. We took him for an off-the-leash uh, walk this morning. Mm-hmm. Totally That's illegal. why I was so happy when he got back. But like we, it's something we do. And then Ian constantly sings song talks to the dog. <laughs> yeah. Like constantly. I'll be in the other room and I'll hear... Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> he just constantly talks to him and... I mean, he's been home for hours and he'll just acknowledge that the dog's in the room by doing the sing song voice. And then we we all run to the bedroom because Haggis will lead us to the bedroom and he'll get on the bed so he can like, you know, <laughs> yeah, be level with us, you know, eye to eye with us. And it's just so weird. We are. We, it's a weird thing we do. I'm proud of it. It's fine. It's okay. <laughs> I just, I think I'd forgotten that we do that. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> What's another observation? Like, what about our neighborhood or just in town or something that's, that you picked up and you realized, oh, okay, that's, you know, are there any any um, myths that have been dispelled or anything well, that was the, unexpected? The, the big one, okay, well, in terms of, like, myths, the big one, I, I like, had the conception that y'all had, like, small-scale earthquakes, like, every day. <laughs> Like, that's what I just, like, heard, like, all my life. There's, like, there's always earthquakes in L.A. And, like, stuff will, like, fall off your shelves and everything. And I'm, like... And I've, like, never really been in... Like, I didn't... I've never been in an earthquake. The closest thing I've been to is that there was an earthquake in D.C. a couple of years ago. And you could feel it where I was. Because I remember sitting on the floor and feeling the floor shake. And I was, like, like 11 or something. And being, like, what the fuck? There was an earthquake in D.C.? Yeah. It was a real weird one-off. Yeah. That was, that's that's the closest thing I knew into an earthquake. Um, so far, so good. That's been disappointing. Watch tonight. You'll be just dead ass <laughs> waking up and the whole house be like moving across the street. Well, we got some water, so that's, that's good. That's true. We've stockpiled some water. We've got emergency water. So none of us will have to thirst to death, at least for the few days, until we can get you to LAX and get you out of here. What's <laughs> yeah. another observation? Um, I, I mean, like, this is kind of a sad one, but I didn't know, like, the homeless population here was such yeah. a thing. Yeah. Um, never hear about that kind of stuff. Um, it's a real issue for us. I mean, all over Los Angeles, yeah. West Side. Yeah. And it's because of our, our climate, too. It, it's, it's fairly mild. You know, majority of the year, you could, I'm not saying like you choose to, but. Well, having lived you know. in places like D.C. where you see homeless people like freeze to death yeah. or yeah. in Chicago where the rains and you know, the weather can be um, even harder on the population. But still seeing like downtown got gentrified. Uh, Skid Row used to be what, 150 um, square blocks for the homeless. And then that's getting squeezed and squeezed and squeezed. And so we get a lot of them on the West Side and um, up in Hollywood. Up and in even Hollywood, like yeah. if you're driving through K Town, I mean, people are just pitching tents on the, the parkways now. So it's you like know. there's a lot of, if you lived here, you'd, you'd hear about it all the time. It's something that we constantly talk about in the city is those people who like want to deem themselves these open hearted liberals. 
will also be the first people to go, not in my backyard. So there's a lot of um, hypocritical kind of inaction and even just downright, like over by that Staples that we we went to the other day to get your drive, along that sidewalk, they put up fresh brand new uh, planters and run off that encampment there. Well, where the fuck are people supposed to go? The rents are sky high. You know, we're not addressing the problem. So even though Santa Monica likes to pat itself on the back and pride itself on doing things, I don't know. I feel like well, we're... Even it's just like small things about like putting like armrests like in the middle of the bench where you can't lay down. No. Like, come on. Like, well, I know Santa Monica yeah, is, bus stops. is doing a lot. I mean, they have the, you know, the shelter. We do, yes, here. we do. We do more than I would say most. You know, and it's, you know, the, you know, that the, there's free clinics there. And again, it's like, the issue is more than just, you know, having a place to live. There's a lot of like, you know, and we all know this, there's a lot of mental issues going on. It's a lot of mental issues. You know, we're not even con- call- qualified to even understand what's going on with that. There's also, do you see a lot of, for me, I think what gets me is, I mean, just to see anyone who's homeless, but just see like the aged, you know, people who are older who just, you know, they outlive their money, they outlive their family. Uh, we're all like just a few, you know, paychecks there but but the grace of god go i so it's something that's really close to my heart i don't have the power to necessarily make any changes but when there's anything that comes up on the ballot for us to mm-hmm. to talk about we try to do our best yeah yeah um we have a lot of homeless that live nearby at, at the golf course and stuff like that and i think for the most part i mean it's better than a lot of places where i've lived yeah you know where i've seen people manhandled it's just sort of tolerated in some places we could do better we can always do better um and it's just to turn a blind eye to it i don't want to do that but it's interesting you should say that we talk about it all the time when you move here (laughs) you will be talking about it all the time um yeah and it's just like unless you live in like if i moved to your town if i lived in virginia in your town i would then become aware of the issues that you guys face and it, that impact Like, where you. is everything? <laughs> <laughs> where do I get my weed? And where can I get... Where's the nearest farmer's market? And where do I do yoga? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, it's it's weird because, like, where I live, there's... Uh, Norfolk is really the only place with proper uh, venues for anything. Like, we have a lot of uh, venues for concerts and uh, Broadway productions and we have like one amphitheater in Virginia Beach. We don't have, as far as I know, and I've lived there all my life, basically, we don't have any of that sort of thing in Chesapeake. There's no like art center that people can come and like see a concert or anything. Because mm-hmm. um, I mean, like Norfolk is 20 minutes away. So people just drive there to do everything. Um, and then the next best thing is like going to DC, like the Kennedy Center or something. So I don't know about like. Um, well, there's like the Hampton Coliseum, but like nothing really where I live. Like, I mean, the, the closest you get is a movie theater. <laughs> like, right. yeah. And there's a Norfolk and Virginia Beach are also pretty big on like community theater and um, making the money for that. So, yeah, it's all it's different. Um, I don't think we have as much of a homeless problem. Uh, I, I say problem, but um, only because our weather is so fucking unpredictable. Right. Um so when I come here every every day is like sixty eight and sunny. I'm like, ah, <laughs> don't have to ponder, don't have to to plan out like five costume changes throughout the day. <laughs> you don't, you really don't, yeah. unless you're me, and that's a whole other opera. But like honestly, I I I love this town. It has its issues. Um, I I've loved it since year one. I've struggled with it, obviously, but. I'm very defensive about here, you know, mm-hmm. here being anywhere, really. It's like, it's a town that it's massive. It's one of the largest cities in the world, you know, mm-hmm. um, on a, it's, it at least makes the top 15, right? So there's going to be issues. The traffic will choke a horse. doesn't matter where yeah. you're going. doesn't matter what time it's at. You'll be three o'clock in the morning on a Tuesday. Like, where the fuck are y'all going? <laughs> yeah. Um, and you have to plan accordingly and no one's ever going to give you a break for being late for traffic, but... There's something quite lovely about here that I love, but I also can appreciate going other places, you know, and like going, Mm -hmm. oh, this is your rhythm and this is your pulse. So I don't need to look down on somewhere else to live here. I mean, it's just, I've lived a lot of places and this one I'm in love with. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I 
love showing it to people and showing it off to people. But even as I've been telling you, as we've been driving around, I mean, you could be here for three months and, and we wouldn't even come close to showing you. Yeah. You had never been over Mulholland Drive. Yeah. You'd never had cause yeah. to. You didn't have a car when you were growing up. You know, you didn't have a car until later in life. You were always on a skateboard. So, you know, that was just part of my tour when people mm. came to LA. So that was kind of interesting just to get to share that. And it was cool to share it with both of you guys to be like, oh, this yeah. is something you always really cool. Here's the Valley side. Here's the Hollywood side. So, well, like, you know, like Murder House, I mean, that was a first for both of that us. That was fun. And you know? it was because and we've we wanted driven to see by it. that so many times. Didn't even know, you know it was there. I was like, what? This is, you know, right. I know where this is. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. You know, and just being able to see that, you know, it's really cool. I guess they you just, know? they use it for exteriors, right? Probably. And then probably some. Yeah, like, I don't know if they actually shoot yeah. in there. It doesn't look like it's a, a house that they would shoot. I think they just use it as an exterior setup shot. Because I feel like all of the stuff in Murder House is all like studio. All soundstage. Yeah, yeah probably. all the interiors. But if like, only there was a place where we could look this information up <laughs> before we did a podcast about it. True. They would have had to, I mean, just imagine that street, you know, the trucks on that street. At least they have days. wide streets. Because yeah. there's, there's some places in the valley as we've driven around. And you can imagine. I don't blame the neighbors. And I, I used to be a location scout. I don't blame the neighbors for coming out and going, where the fuck am I going to park? You know, your permit is taken at my parking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I, I get it. Yeah. But at least that's a wide street. But by the way, all those houses in that neighborhood be spooky as hell. They're all they're all old. They're all that old. I don't know what years. Comes with 30s ghosts. maybe, but. Comes with two ghosts. I'm yeah. surprised there weren't more people there. Because that's, I think, is a stop on, on um, tours. It has to be. You know. Yeah, and it was, was also like no it was there. also at like the end of a street, and I don't ever really think they did that. And I think they like probably extended it for some reason, and because in because in the actual show, it just looks like it's a, it's a house along a long line of houses. But this was like close to the to the main street. Yeah, it was. yeah, that's true. You didn't get that sense of it going downhill yeah. into the thing. Yeah, it just felt like it was just long. You know. Yeah, I have to watch that again. <laughs> we have to now now that we've seen Murder House. Up close. So we didn't. At, we weren't at the place where Cody Friend got ran over three times. We weren't. That was definitely another location, honey. Mm. But that, that, again, movie magic that, you know, when just, I know this from locations, you know, sometimes you just want to shoot an exterior. Sometimes you're trying to make something, you're always trying to make something happen that doesn't exist constantly. Like you're always trying to create something. And depending mm. on your budget, you know, I, ne- I never worked in big budget anything. It was always mid to low budget films. Um, you were always trying to like make movie magic happen on like you turn something into something it wasn't supposed to meant to be. Am I saying that right? Yeah. So yeah. like you turn like a yard into a thing, into a thing, into this thing, and you try to get as many locations out of your one thing. So, I mean, you know, Ryan's got the money to go shoot this house. It looks gothic and scene. <laughs> yeah. And then we'll put in like a wrought iron fence and the whole nine and the whole thing and then we'll be out. But it looked like it had a um, it looked like it had a roll up door for delivery. So um, you see, I see the mailman. He's going to bark if he even remotely sees that. Well, he can he can make a, an appearance. OK, that's fine. We we're talking about haggis. We can sing song to haggis yeah. like we would if we were coming home. So you guys get a live <laughs> demo. <laughs> I just if he sees the guy delivering the mail, he's gonna lose his fucking mind. Um, I think instead of wish, whispering Ashlyn at the beginning, you should just whisper names for Hackers. <laughs> Snockfish, Andrew Bear, Andrew Bear. Uh, what was it with like uh, Merle Haggis? Um, ha- uh, Los Angeles. Los Angeles. So y'all are inventive with your names. I just call my cat Crackhead. <laughs> <laughs> You Crack know, you also like, have two cats. Since you've been here, you have a cat and yeah, a kitten. Because Lindsay just done to me. straight up adopted <laughs> a baby kitten. Yeah, like not even consulted. Um, yeah, she just she just uh, had a friend who needed to get 
a kitten adopted and Lindsay was like hell yeah we can adopt this kitten and she's like mentioned about getting a second cat i'm like Lindsay, you're already spending so much money on on like auto and like you're working she's like it's fine i can do it and then i get like a pick from her she's like meet the newest member of the family like, and it's what? like of course you do this when i'm not at the apartment let alone the same coast That's funny. like she was waiting for me to come to LA, what's the like, kitten's name opal Aww. Yeah, we wanted to get something close to auto. I, like it. I voted for Ophelia, but they said it had too many uh, syllables or not. Yeah, syllables. Uh, they just wanted like one syllable, like auto. I like Opal. Opal. Sounds, I, do, I do like Opal too. It sounds like a really cool old lady name. Yeah. It also was a hurricane that flooded a basement when I lived in uh, Buckhead. So I'll never forget that name. So. <laughs> Yeah, she looks just like Otto. They're she does. Like, she's like, his twin. Yeah, I know. They're like father and daughter. Oh, so, that's awesome. Which makes me a grandfather. You're a grandfather now? I'm a dad it's and a grandfather. It's exciting that you're going, you're going to go back to that, I feel. I know. Yeah, it makes me more excited to go back. She's going to have, she's going to be a teenager by the time you get back. Yeah, that's true. And she'll be clawing your if shit If Lindsay up. hasn't adopted five more cats by the yeah. time I come back. <laughs> Do they have to have separate kitty litter boxes? Or do you um, think they can share one? She's too small to get in the litter box. By she's like really like oh. real baby. Like I think she's like only six weeks old. So oh, any, wow. so anytime she has to go to the litter box, she just screams at Lindsay, and Lindsay will just like put her into the little bo- litter box. God, this happens to me a lot. <laughs> <laughs> just sort of roll you into the. Back. I need the crap. <laughs> yeah, that would be me. Uh, so another thing we did since you've been here. Because I thought we were just going to be mostly, you know, holed up in the house, um, which is going to happen for the next two or three days. You and I have a few things we're going to pack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now the, the first day, I literally walked like five miles. I you looked did. At my, I looked at my Apple Watch and was like ten thousand steps. I'm like, holy fuck! <laughs> we did <laughs> ten thousand steps. We had that wine at the wine bar and and, and, um, and the promenade. That was fun. Yeah, we, we did walk. We met Jonathan. Hi, we Jonathan. met Jonathan. Hi, Jonathan. Um, Hi, Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> so where was I going with this? Oh, so we're probably going to be holed up now because we're going to get ready for Game of Thrones, the uh, the last episode. Yeah, I got emotionally pretty. Your y'all's couch is so comfy, isn't it? Awesome, it's so comfy. It's- if you guys didn't have like a room for me, I would have gladly just like camped out on that couch. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? It's so good. Its name is Academy Award winner Rami Malek. <laughs> That's its name. <laughs> it's not too. Black Panther or Walking Dead Sucks. It isn't. It isn't. It is short. Rami Syed Malik. You can call it that informally. But it is so comfortable, isn't it? And then we have mm-hmm. the dark room so you can see the screen. Yeah. So nobody be like complaining about like not being able to see no episodes or whatever. See, okay. See, like that episode when I watched it, I watched it on our crappy living room TV that we got for $50 and right. it's like 10 years old. And I couldn't see a lot. But I was like, it's fine. I'm getting like most of what I need. But then y'all's TV is just like so good, like so sharp. I'm like, oh, I can see everything now. Yeah. Yeah. Like I did, I guess I didn't get it. And I wasn't trying to be like Marie Antoinette about it, let let them eat pixels. But I was just sort of like, but it's not a super expensive TV. Yeah. Like it's a fucking Costco. I mean, I think we got it for $600. I mean, which I know ain't cheap, yo. Both of our TVs were from Costco. The one in the bedroom was Costco. The one in the living room was Best Buy. Oh, maybe we did pay some coin for that. But it wasn't. It, I mean, it for wasn't that expensive. size, for that size and quality, like six hundred is not bad. It's pretty nice. It was affordable. I mean, again, like we don't, we ain't made of money. Yeah. But you also don't need that to <laughs> to watch that that episode and see everything. Like people watching it on their like iPad Airs or I'm sorry, yeah, iPad Air in like a sunly like big room, and they're just like, I can't see anything. Yeah. Like watching it with sunglasses, like I can't see anything. <laughs> I can't help you, girl. So yeah, um, you see why it's like it's the enclave. See, he sees he sees the that's the mailman. He sees him. I told you, I told you he was going to scream. Special guest haggis. Wubble king, snortfish, <laughs> snorkel. This is why we can't have nice floors. His dragon claws are basically literally tearing up the hardwoods as we speak. <laughs> Hitting them within an inch of their life, um, so so you get how like that's the that's the cave, yeah. That's the that's the inner sanctum, yeah. And there's a lot of binging going on. He's listening mm-hmm. for sound. I'm listening to, for script, and vice versa. And it's just kind of a place that you know we hold court all the time. It's kind of our our main that's awesome place. Yeah. And 
So now you know when I'm texting you and going, what the fuck? <laughs> That's where I'm doing it from normally. Sometimes I'm propped up on an elbow in the bedroom going, okay, now. <laughs> What's up with? But that's where we're going to be watching the finale of Game of Thrones on Sunday. Yeah. Of which I've already blocked all the tags on Twitter. Yeah. Y'all are fucking gotta, ridiculous. Gotta, we're not even going to go into it. Like, you yeah. don't No, yeah, Whatever, y'all. Live your life. Um, but then we started watching a bunch of pilots because I'm always trying to get you to watch things. But you yeah. have a life. <laughs> yeah. I feel like a producer just like accepting or didn't declining pilots. Right. So we, we loaded you up with, we watched Barry pilot. We watched uh, Killing Eve, mm-hmm. Westworld, American Gods, Fleabag Today. What else did we watch? I feel like there was something else we watched. Well, we watched, we, we've been rewatching Game of Thrones. We've been rewatching the, Game this, of Thrones for this, sure. Uh, this season to to catch up to the new episode. Was there not something else that we watched? We watched that, that score documentary. Oh, we watched Score. Hulu. Yeah. But of the pilots, what really stood out to you that we've seen so far? I mean, like, in terms of what? Because there's also... That you would recommend and say, I'm going to go back and, like, I'm going to finish watching this series. What What will you complete? Well, I think in terms of, like, what immediately captured my attention is definitely Killing Eve. Um, Word. I loved it, like, for, like five minutes in, I was like, I love this. <laughs> and why do you love it? It's just, like, the, the writing is just so tight. It's like a great refresher. Like the writing is so tight. The different characters you're getting, like Villanelle is like fucking. Villanelle is amazing. Jodie Comer, yo, she is. I can't believe she hasn't won anything for that. Right? I mean, I love Sandra Oh. Sandra Oh is also. She's 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 great. She's amazing. But like, where's Jodie? She wasn't nominated for anything. No, she didn't get any love. Hmm. Yeah, where her award at? They she got she got some awards over there in in. The UK. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. I guess maybe that matters more than anything. Like the one with the the face on it. I don't know what it is. The BAFTA. Yeah, I saw them holding them up. Well, it's like she's got something. But yeah, she's she's great. I can't can't keep um I can't wait to keep watching more. That's really good. Yeah. Before you leave, I am gonna have you watch um a couple of episodes of The Americans because I feel like mm-hmm. you will love it so much. American Gods. We talked about like it's been a minute since I've seen. Um, the pilot, because, you know, we mm-hmm. piled through it. Because we already had a relationship with Neil Gaiman's book. We, we listened to it on tape. And we loved it. But it was a full cast audiobook. Yeah. So watching the pilot with, um, that's Brian Fuller and Michael Green, it was so stylized, it was almost nonsensical in a way. Um, I mean, I think of uh, all, out of all the pilots that, that I watched, it was um, one that... I wasn't exactly sure what I was watching, which is, I mean, like not always a bad thing. Um, And it was really like really heavily stylized and it was, it was a little bit all over the place and I think I just need to keep watching it. Yeah. It it, it Um, really does. Yeah. You have to, you have to, from what you're telling me, I love the premise of it. I think you'll love it. Um, But yeah, it's probably one of the shows I need to keep watching. I could understand Gaiman's not, you know, not liking Digging it. yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, what they did with that, though, and some of the performances, I thought, I mean, like... Well, you can't have Ian McShane not show up and, like, do what Ian McShane does. Yeah. He's amazing. I mean, he was the highlight of that, that yeah. episode. And, and I'm, Pablo I'm sure Schreiber he's, and he's Ricky great. Whittle. And, and, and that, oh, that opening with, um, you know, on the on the ships with Anansi. Yeah. It's got to be one of my most favorite Well, it wasn't even openings. in the pilot, though, so... No, no. I think it's season t- uh, episode two. So when it's coming up, yeah, that's... It's just... Orlando Jones is fucking amazing like, in fuck. it as Anansi. Just, like, punch you in so the face. And there, but, you know, because we had that pre that prior relationship to the, the content mm-hmm. yeah i feel like we were already filled in going oh this is exciting but coming to it like watching it through your eyes last night i'm like oh i see how this is missing a couple of like rivets mm-hmm. you know yeah you also um, liked barry i loved oh, barry very so good. i loved it was so cool i think i think the premise of it uh really caught, i mean like the first shot of the 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 pilot is like Barry having just like murdered someone, right? Just like a corpse on a bed, and you're like, okay. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, mm, 
Yeah, I could have done better. Burnout. But like the the premise of like an assassin that just wants to be an actor. <laughs> like I think I think I'll be good at this. Yeah. You know what I'm good at? Good at killing people. I mean, Where's I love Bill from? Hader. Oh yeah. He's awesome. Yeah. And I love that he's like directing and writing and like he's he's doing great. Yeah. Yeah. And you, and again, when you got me into Gotham. Mm-hmm. The entire time I'm watching Gotham and I'm watching Anthony Kerrigan, I'm like, it's no ho Hank. Yeah. It's no ho Hank. <laughs> yeah. And but that's the thing. It's you like, love him more and more. Like he's yeah. he's awesome because he cares about Fuchs. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. The, it's the the seemingly Stephen like, Root. Stephen Root is also amazing in this. Well it could be like the comical character as you follow them, even though it is, you know, funny, it's like they have so many different layers to them. Mm-hmm. Like no ho Hank. You see, you know, from here to here and i think you know there was what did we do we saw the the first episode of the second season yeah and there was you know there's this performance from him where i'm like whoa we didn't see that at all in the first season yeah mm-hmm. you know anthony's just, just good it's like holy bill's good anthony's him. good yeah. the cops uh, you know winkler yeah. everybody um unexpected yeah. out of the and it's got a it's got a very subtle humor about it yes. like i yeah. wouldn't call it a comedy necessarily yeah i mean like i've only seen two, two episodes so far but um the the humor is just like very subtle and really dry and i really, really like that yeah this that's how i want to load you up with, that's how fleabag is fleabag is you know? fleabag, yeah it, it com- they're like 26 to 30 minute episodes the first season is six episodes I didn't see the second season. It just, it compiles, it's accumulation. And the the interesting thing about Killing Eve is that you have Phoebe Waller-Bridge who's writing on that show. Mm-hmm. And, and there's just something about her um, that draws you in. She's, she's, yeah. she's got it in spades. She's got the acting chops. She knows how to write words. She knows how to like put story out there. She's awesome. I mean, yeah. I feel like... One of one of my favorite things about that is stems from Game of Thrones in that every scene is not there's no throwaway scenes there's That's no right. throwaway lines and I feel that with Killing Eve everything is important to the overall story and I really love it it's just like such a tight script I just it is. really love it it is tight um, Westworld is great Westworld I've, it's always been on my radar it's kind of hard for it not to be um, um, especially if it's like a a show um, from HBO. Um, but like I was watching it and I wasn't aware of it while I was watching it, but I was completely riveted the whole time. And the pilot is so strong only because it's not afraid to um, raise a bunch of questions in the middle or in the, in just the first episode. And it's not, it's, it's not worried about setting things up necessarily. It's kind of just like, you're thrown into the story and you have to keep watching to, to get the answers that you want. And right. I feel like that's just a, a genius way of, of reeling in your audience. It's definitely a treasure hunt of a show. It's yeah. a, it's a big excavation Yeah, and it's worth it. Um, you get to ponder a lot of things along the way. Mm-hmm. I think if you take it outside and away from the noise of Game of Thrones and the other things on HBO, it's really quite good. Yeah. And and stands on its own. So Yeah. yeah. I mean it's my kind of show. Yeah. And uh, to no surprise, Ramin Jawadi's score is also it's different from Game of Thrones, which I love. I right. love that he's versatile. Um and it just completely gra- like just grips you the same way. I think I really wanted to watch it because I was like Ramin was involved and I was like, holy shit, he's doing Westworld too. Yeah, well you I'm know in. you know that that you're good when people are watching just because of the <laughs> the music. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like so. and, and then you had well and also Jeffrey Wright. Anything that Jeffrey Wright's in, I have adored him since he showed up as Basquiat uh way back in the day and and I've always turned up for whatever Jeffrey was doing. So mm-hmm. I love him. He's just good can't go wrong with Anthony Hopkins. Tandy Newton's amazing yeah. in yeah. this. Yep. Evan Rachel Wood. Evan Rachel Wood. Amazing. Yeah. Um, and there's like, there's one episode that stands out, and that's the um, Zach, um, is it McClar- McClarnon episode? Oh, Z- Zahn McClarnon. Yeah. yeah Got to wait for that one. Don't yeah. really want to spoil that one. But yeah, I love Zahn. And again, 
been watching him for years, but he really popped on, on Fargo, which the first season of Fargo. Oh, you gotta watch Fargo. Too. I want to before you get out <laughs> of town. Oh, the first, uh, the pilot of Fargo, uh, the first season, and the pilot of The Americans. Again, very dense shows, mm-hmm. and Fargo is unexpected because it's not the same story. It's not the same players every season. Yeah, it's like an American uh, horror story yeah. uh, treatment of things, right? Mm-hmm. So. Um, more an anthology kind of show, and and then, um, or him, long yeah, along a timeline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think they're all interconnected. The stories. Yeah, I want to yeah. say what Noah Folly does with it, and then the Americans. I mean, it it's amazing. Oh, and if we have time, the pilot of Veep, Veep is awesome. And I'm sure there's there's so many shows that I miss out on that I'm always trying to catch up on. Uh, but there's just so much good television on it, out there. You yeah, know? right now I'm just like in Game of Thrones mode. <laughs> like, I know we've been we've it's been hard talking because about I'm, it. For I'm so distracted long. by it too, and it's yeah. like in a good way. Yeah, and I'm like you and I had this great conversation. We were all three having this great conversation. There's all this kerfuffle and bullshit and just righteous indignation about it. I am so ready for this story just to be what it is. I'm I'm ready for these creators to tell us what the story is. Yeah. And I mean, like I, I said this too, but like, you know, I have, I have my, my theories of how this will end. I have my feelings of how this will end, but I think I'm just ready to just accept and celebrate whatever happens in this last episode. I'm also um, very excited about what George is going to do in the books. I feel like we can, I want to know what he has to say about yes, this season. Yes. I'm I wish he would come out and be like, y'all <laughs> calm down. Oh, about the petition? I don't think he gives no, no, a no. fuck. Well, not, yeah, not about the petition, but like just in general how he feels about the season. Yeah. Because he, he's like so close to the show. And also, I just feel like for him, they're, li- they're giving him enough room now. That he's been sharing the road with them, and I think it's going to be great that we yeah. get those books out of him. And, yeah. and you know, I'm, I'm of the, the opinion that this, this last episode is, is not going to be an ending um, like we're expecting it to be. I think it's going to end in a way that you know that the story is, is going to move on beyond the show. Well, yeah, because that's the that's the way this... and ent- We're just dropping into a specific time and place in this yeah. world. Mm-hmm. Uh, the world's not going to end. I mean, if you want things sutured up, you know, there's plenty of shows out there for you. Yeah. There's plenty of things that wrap things up in nice, neat little bows and everybody acts according to plan and according to your direction and your expectations. I mean, there's lots of shows out there. Um, this show is not that show. That's all yeah. I want to say about that is like if you were expecting, if you expected this to have a happy ending, you are not, you have not been paying attention. Yeah. 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 I, I'd be hard pressed to find a show like, like this anytime soon. I'd love it. I think the spinoff shows do. I, I have a lot of hope for them too. I'm excited for those. Me too. Yeah. But after I rewatch everything in its entirety, <laughs> right? I've seen it, so and maybe many get times. some of the books under my belt. Yeah, nice. I th- I feel like you would truly uh, get a lot of joy out of reading the books. Yeah, because they do vastly diverge from each other. Right? Is that, am I using that word correctly? Diverge. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like there's there's so many th- like Stannis is still alive in the fucking books. Yeah. So where does he take that story? Where does he take the Great War? Where does he take the, the head off of the Night King? Are some of the things similar or some of them different? But I'm also just as as a person rooting for a writer, because writers have it so fucking tough, man. Everybody thinks it's easy. It's not. Um, I want this for George. I want him to be able to like take his story and do with it what he wants to. Yeah. So, yeah. So we're going to like, I know you guys are like really excited to know what we're going to do next, but we're cooking out tonight. We're cooking out in the gray. Are we cooking in the house? No, I'm cooking out. We're going to cook in it. We're going to cook out. We're going to hang out with the lights on, have little conversations uh, in the backyard, which will be super fun and get ready because it's Game of Thrones uh, series finale Eve, guys. Yep. It's a big deal. I don't know how to feel about it. I don't know. I'm already getting like pre dysentery. <laughs> well, that's why watching some of these pilots and some of these other shows, I've really enjoyed it because it's sort of, you know, it's a palate cleanser, yeah, right? It's, or it's it's maybe just a. It's a, it has it has like a calming effect also, and it's just like you know, 
just seeing other really good stuff out there and just reminding myself yeah. that, yeah. you know, because there's, there's, the, there's that sadness already of this being the mm-hmm. end. You know, and I've only felt that with a couple of shows. You know, like when we when we watched uh, Penny Dreadful and it was done, I was like, oh man, I'm sad. I was sad for a couple of days. But you we're were, getting more, yeah. we're getting I more was, of that though. I so was sad, good. but I, I mean, yeah, but I mean, like that cast and that that right. story, I was right. like, oh, that's done. But knowing that no. there are so many other equally great stories out there to tell is also pretty comforting. Yeah. I'm gonna feel yeah. this way about Game. Of, I mean, uh, about Mr. Robot. When it ends, I'm going to be very sad. Well, I felt that way about um, Fleabag when I finished it last night. I just, oh, really? I just laid there. Because it's not coming back. I was like, this was... Because these characters are so rich. Yeah. Mm. Like you, I mean, trust me. If you, you've seen one, you you've, um, haven't gone through one. Once you finish one and start two, and then this the, the way the story goes, it's just like, ugh. I feel like yeah. that's something we can clock tomorrow. We also clocked the rest of Mr. Robot. We that did. We completely oh, that's right. Literally that was the first did day. that like the first day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was impressed with us. We, yeah. we knocked out like four episodes, three episodes. Yeah, because I was I was still jet lagged, so I woke up at like seven a.m. <laughs> and like, accidentally woke you up, and you're like, "Do you want to watch the rest?" Oh of no, Mr. not Robot? at all. No, I just sort of stumble out of my bedroom at all kinds <laughs> of. You know, I, I, I bet you've, you've probably picked this up. Like I. I have such crazy insomnia sleep patterns that I'll, I had a bath at 1.30 this morning while I finished listening to uh, to Live and Die in L.A. podcast. Mm. Like, I can be found being awake at any moment <laughs> of the day. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Oh, what we do in the shadows. Yes, adding that to the list. We're going to oh, do some pilots. Too. Yeah, what we do in the shadows, the Americans, and whatever else I say. I'll have to listen about it at the podcast. <laughs> so I need to, to play for you. So, yeah. But yeah, Mr. Robot, what did you think about what happened in season three? Uh, by the way, we we're going to discuss season three of Mr. Robot. Please stop listening if you haven't uh, caught up to Mr. Robot season three. And it's safe now. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Um, it's It makes me want to go back and watch one and two again. Because season three just started off with a sprint. And you felt like everything was happening at the same time. And I, I just absolutely loved the end of season three. Yeah. Um, like Angela just completely losing her fucking mind. She went closer. Um, I weirdly loved Elliot and Mr. Robot working together mm-hmm. instead of fighting. Um, even though that's pretty entertaining too. I don't know. It's just like I feel like some of the performances this season were just really, really spectacular. Yeah. And it's always nice to have Tyrell back in the mix of things oh poor after, <laughs> i was impressed with his wood chopping skills you know i was like impressed that was him. a great episode the tyrell episode i really loved there was something about it that i just really liked i loved pop uh, bobby cannavale this season that last season mm-hmm. yeah grant chang yeah i loved the lover. long take episode oh my god was, yeah was stunning the seamless one we didn't watch it here but when i yeah but um and it's you can never really find like where they actually cut because I obviously know it's it's not all in one take, but right. it's really awesome that that he yeah. decided to do that because it really does. It doesn't feel like a cheap trick. It feels like it it may complete sense for this kind of episode. I loved it. I loved so much about it. So that one's gonna be that's gonna be rough. Come this is it September. I'm guessing September, maybe October. Mm going to return i'm not going to be ready but i will have recovered from what's going to happen tomorrow night somewhat <laughs> yeah but there is some there are so many good stories out there you're right it, it is coming to watch a bunch of pilots and check into a bunch of shows and saying oh, okay yeah things things may be ending but there's plenty of good stories out there and what a time we live in yeah. there's also some horrible egregious shit happening around our country with like you know um, Roe versus Wade being, you know, repealed or the attempt to, but we can always have our stories and at least have a few moments to ourselves to regroup and escape before we get back into the real world and run screaming in the street. Yeah, <laughs> great. Um, yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna say good night on this. We're gonna go have our night and. And cook our food. Ian's our chef tonight. He's a wonderful cook, by the way. He's about to do He's his awesome. tri-tip. I'm telling you. Yeah. This man cooks some of the most wonderful meals I've had in L.A. Like, you can go to, like, all these, like, fancy-ass restaurants. The best meals I have in L.A. are the ones that my husband cooks. I believe it. He I really... Because he gives a shit. And he's really good at what he does. And he makes a study of what he does. And he's always trying new things, so... 
We're gonna go yeah, I do think that. that. I mean, like the best meals I have, I think, are the ones that we make at home. Yeah. But I mean, it, like, like you know, but you know, not us, right? Yeah, we had good luck with with. I mean, I think he's our good luck charm. We just need to go out and <laughs> eat with Andre because we have had some really good meals with him. I've in already town. started following them on Instagram and looking at their menu, so I think I know what I'm going to order next time I'm there. God, that sandwich I had was like your sandwich was the fucking bomb. It was amazing. It was amazing. It was prosciutto and mozzarella oh, and yeah. a pesto. And spread. I was so so nervous. I'm like. I really hope this is good. I mean, you don't even live here. <laughs> yeah. And I feel, I but I understand what you mean. It's like, you don't want to be responsible for, right. but see, even though I was the one who said, Hey, let's just go buy a Portuguese bakery and just get, you know, some of these things you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, it's a restaurant too. So let's go and when we'll do the gear run, we'll go over there and do it. it. Ended up being such a happy accident. And the food was yeah. bomb. Yeah. Like yeah. all three of us had a good time and a good meal. Yeah. There's a, like a, um, I think a fettuccine with um, what is it? A, a pesto and a um, and tomatoes. Then there's this one with clams and something else. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I was, was looking like, at their dinner menu. I'm like, oh, this is this is where all the good stuff's at. But then all the sandwiches we had were just fucking bomb. We'll have to uh, go back for a. Dinner. And I, I didn't know what they were, so now that I was able to look yeah. at what it is, <laughs> I'm like, okay, that and that and right. that and that. Yeah. Because I mean the 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 chicken panini was the only one that I knew that was gonna be okay. I know what I'm eating. Right. They have like standard American stuff there too, but like some of the some of the menu items are just a complete Portuguese. I am so ready to go back there. I want to try the cod. Some of the the cod dishes. There's mm-hmm. a lot of those on Bacalhau, there. Bacalhau. Yeah. yeah. So pff, we're so going next back. Time, this is the beginning of many of the visits that you'll be making before you decide to um, move here. I'm sure there there won't be as many visits that you think before I actually come out. <laughs> You're supposed to be like, this was it. Probably like one or one or two. I feel like it's not going to take very long. If you don't out come here. out here with Sophia, I'm going to have. She to. will never forgive she, you. <laughs> she will never talk to me again. <laughs> She's like, you have to come out. <laughs> By the way, did you tell that we went to Calabasas? Yes. I oh, did. that's right. We went to Calabasas. Yes, I did. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> um, cool. All right. So this was super fun. I'm glad we stopped down to have like our usual weekly. We will be returning to that after um, Game of Thrones. So we will be back when you, you'll be home back in Virginia. Sadly, yes. For the summer. And then we'll be doing our podcast. But man, we just wanted to at least touch base and do this one so we could just talk about everything that's been going on. Yeah. And then we'll be back uh, probably Monday, I want to say, Monday after you get off from your gig, we're going to do our Game of Thrones um, series finale episode. So be looking for that somewhere in the ether of Monday night, maybe super early on Tuesday. You'll get We'll get the podcast out, but we'll be back and we'll be seeing you then. We hope you guys have a good uh, weekend. Take care of yourself. If you're going to cook up a petition, maybe make it about something like that isn't about uh, non- about fictional people, maybe do something to affect the lives of the people in your area. I don't want to preach to you. I'm just saying do something helpful, not get a bunch of people who have killed themselves to go do that again. I mean, what the fuck are you doing with your life? All right. So I love you guys. Take care of yourself and uh, hydrate and uh, say schmoopy things to your dog. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>